the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Week five is in the books. Week five is done. How'd you guys do? Did you do all right? Did you make some mistakes like I did this week? I had the worst week five in the history of playing fantasy football. Let me tell you how bad this week was. This week was so bad. And I, and I won some games. I'm not saying that I didn't win any games across my legs. I won a bunch. Um, I had some, but I, I, I'm rambling. Let me tell you why this was a bad week. So normally my process is, you know, Sunday morning, I wake up, I check the latest news. Um, sometimes I stay up late. On, I said it on an episode on our last episode that I normally stay up late on Saturday, Saturday night. And I wait and see what the latest information is before I go to bed. So I have all that stuff checked and updated. And then I check on Sunday morning just to see if there's any changes. Did anybody tweak anything? Did, you know, are players that were supposed to not play? What are their statuses going forward, et cetera, et cetera. So I do that. I go through my lineups. I look around a little bit and I kind of leave everything alone. And then I forget about it. So around 1230, I'm like, I think I set my lineups. I'm sure I should be good. You know, Calvin Ridley's out for the week. Um, He didn't travel with the team. Cool. I'll wait and see what the Dalvin Cook news is that came, you know, before kickoff started at 1 p.m. I'm like, all right, cool. I think I took him out my lineup. I should be straight. Yo, when I tell you I looked across all of my leagues, I had Dalvin Cook in my lineups and Calvin Ridley. Now, I did take Calvin Ridley out of one, but another league that I wanted to win, he was in my lineup. I was like, oh, my goodness. And to make it worse, Alexander Madison in the leagues that I had Dalvin Cook, most of them I have uh, Alexander Madison. I didn't have Madison in the lineup. When you talk about kicking yourself ridiculous man i was like oh i hope i get these w's and sometimes it happens sometimes you just get distracted with everything else going on i got a wife i got kids i gotta make sure they straight in the morning you know we going through our stuff we getting ready to watch the games on sunday we trying to do laundry and get the kids ready and then sometimes it just slips through and it's like oh no and my kids like i'll I'll show my kids my lineup and my oldest goes, what's that mean? And it says, you know, you have the, the red letters O-U-T in, in, on, uh, on the player. And they'll go, so he's not supposed to be in your lineup, right? <laughs> I'm like, yes, son. He's not supposed to be in there. And he's like, so why you got him in your lineup? <laughs> like, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it happens. So, I mean, I caught a couple of W's. I caught a lot of L's. It. I'll do my full tally. You know how I'll do my full tally. And then on, I'll have it ready on Thursday. So when we do our pickums on third, on our Thursday episode, um, we'll get that out there. But man, it was just like, I can't believe it. 
bonehead move bonehead move i was like ah but the games for week five were crazy mike williams that is a bad man right there mike williams went bananas bananas 165 yards was it two touchdowns did he have ridiculous he has 16 targets 16 targets that's freaking crazy and justin herbert went nuts that whole game was crazy cleveland went nuts uh nick chubb was killing it uh david and joku where was that where did that come from that was like a spectacular performance we'll talk about him a little bit later on the show because in this episode you know we got to get you prepared for waivers this week um, I give give you some names that you should be targeting for waivers in week six, and we're gonna do a give me five. I gotta give you some guys that I'm dropping out of my lineups, out of my t- off my teams period, and I'll, I'll give you reasons why uh, for that a little later. Um, you know what you gotta do? Follow us on the podcast. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platforms. You know we're on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Follow us on social media at Fantasy's Finest. You can follow me, Will, at Hype underscore Finest on Twitter. You can follow Jalen at Ace underscore ECA4. And you can follow Mark on uh, McNucks on Twitter. Man, I know y'all saw that Cowboys game, though. (laughs) The Cowboys game was, it started off a little rough. I'll say that much. It started off a little rough. Dak had an interception that, you know, there was nothing he could really do about that. The defender jumped out of the out of his shoes to get that ball, tipped it up in the air, caught it, interception. The fumble though was like, "All right, dude, come on, get it together. Like we can't have this." But Dax, even Dax said that uh, leading into the game, he wasn't his normal self earlier on because you know he this was the team that he got hurt against. You know, playing against the Giants, and he was just trying to get over that. I think he called it a mental fog in the beginning of the game, but he did his thing. 300 yards, over 300 yards passing, three touchdowns. Ezekiel Elliott crushing it. Crushing it. Where's all the people that said he was washed? I'm having a hard time finding those people, but you know I got to do some receipt hunting, so you know I got a little something special for that, so you know how I get down, but all those people that say Ezekiel Elliott was washed this whole offseason. I'm having a hard time trying to locate those people. Like I found a couple receipts, but you know, they all seem to disappear. It's it's interesting. But when we tried to tell you that he wasn't washed in the circumstances that led to him having a down season, despite the fact that he still finished as a top 15 running back in rushing, nobody wanted to hear that. They was so quick to say, He's not worth the money. They need to get rid of him. They paid him too much money. He got paid and now he's not doing his job. Do you watch football when you say stuff like that? Like, that's what puzzles me because the same guys will say, oh, yeah, I know football. I know football. Then How do you say that and then watch what happened? And that's the conclusion you come to. Baffling. I don't get it. Oh, and I know y'all saw that Bengals Packers game. That was crazy. What is going on with the kickers for week five? Nobody wanted to kick a field goal. 
That's your job. That's your one job. That's all you got to do. Kick field goals. And nobody wanted to do that this week. Uh, well, week five. Crazy. Crosby, that was uncharacteristic. Like, Rodgers, I kind of, I'm, I may be overblowing it cause, or I may have missed it. Because I could have swore when they got into field goal range, Rodgers was like, this is a wrap. We getting out of here. And then when Crosby missed it, he kind of like, oh, I don't believe this. But he knew Crosby was going to crack that field goal. And then when it didn't go down, he was like, nobody wanted to kick field goals in week five. I never saw anything like that. Well, hopefully they get that stuff together. Oh, last thing. Giants fans. Y'all still want Dallas? (laughs) Let me tell you something. Nobody... Daniel Jones, who called, why did Jason Garrett call that play? Why did he get his quarterback knocked out? Saquon Barkley goes out earlier on in the game. His ankle swelled up. We'll talk about that in our injury report. But Daniel Jones, you call him for a QB keeper to the left side. If my thinking is Saquon's out. I need to keep all my guys in. We have no wide receivers except Kadarius Tony, who had a crazy game. We'll get into that a little later, but I want to keep my guys in. I need Daniel Jones in order to win this game. And you put him in a predicament where he could get hurt. I don't think that that's smart. Now injuries happen. You know, nobody could have expected that Daniel Jones would have knocked himself out of the game, but why take the risk when you already lost your next best or if not your best player on the New York Giants. I don't get it. And then Giants fans want to get tight because uh, Jabril Cox post. He didn't post it. It was he was mentioned in an Instagram video talking about from another fan saying that, you know, Jabril Cox is handing out concussions. Why are you getting mad at him? He didn't make that video. I mean, he didn't he didn't make that caption. He put it on his feed, but he ain't say nothing. Oh, he shouldn't have did that. It's his clip. He's in the clip. The fan made the caption and put it and tagged him in it. He didn't say that. I mean, you could you could say, oh, well, that just doesn't look right. All right. Well, tell Daniel Jones he ain't built like that. <laughs> that's not, not that's got nothing to do with Jabril Cox. I think people just. You know, they get tight over everything, so it happens. But I've rambled on long enough, so let's get into our news and notes segment and get you up to date with some of the latest information coming out of the NFL in the aftermath of week five. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, Steelers fans, brace yourselves. Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Uh, Juju was knocked out of week five after he took a shot um, during the Denver Broncos game. He was going down trying to block low and get more yards. Didn't end up his way. He had to be helped off the field. Juju is going to have surgery on that shoulder, according to Ian Rappaport. And he will be placed on IR. 
he will miss the rest of the 2021 season. Saquon Barkley, I told you about that a little bit earlier when he got knocked out of the game against the Cowboys for his ankle. He's He has a low ankle sprain, and he's expected to miss the next two to four weeks. Um, it was crazy, too. He kind of, I think uh, he rolled his ankle stepping on a Cowboys player. He stepped on his foot, crossing him, and then he rolled his ankle. It looked it looked bad, but it did, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And then when they panned to the sideline when he was over there and he took his shoe off, his ankle blew up. It was not pretty. I think he had to be carted off the sideline to the locker room. He couldn't walk on it. It was it was nasty, man. This dude can't catch a break. It's it just sucks. It just sucks for Saquon Barkley because he he has the talent, but he just can't stay healthy. And speaking of not staying healthy, well, not staying healthy. Speaking of getting beat up, the Chiefs caught hands from the Buffalo Bills and they're dealing with a couple injuries. Travis Kelsey's dealing with a stinger injury. Tyreek Hill is dealing with a knee injury. Um, neither of those guys are expected to miss any time. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire is dealing with a sprained MCL. He's expected to miss the next few weeks. They thought it was it looked worse than what it was, um, according to reports. But he's not going to be there for the next few weeks due to that injury. Trey Lance, quarterback for the 49ers, he's dealing with a knee sprain. He's expected to miss some time. Uh, it's not considered a long-term injury, uh, but his availability for the next game against the Colts, I believe week seven, is in doubt. Kenny Galladay, back to the Giants, is dealing with a knee injury. He was knocked out of the game during the Cowboys He's expected to miss a week or two. Um, it's Giants wide receivers are dropping like flies. All of them was hurt. So, yikes. Uh, speaking of that, real quick, I had a friend. He was on. Uh, he commented on my post on Facebook. And he told me something. If we had all our wide receivers, we would have won. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. All that would you wasn't going to win that game if you had all of your wide receivers. If Daniel Jones still got knocked out. You know, it doesn't matter, but, you know, we can't worry about that now. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. And finally, Tua Tagovailoa, his ribs. Well, he still was dealing with a rib injury. According to Brian Flores, he's hopeful that the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins is able to return to practice this week. Uh, Flores says that he's been able to make improvements and progressed on the things that they wanted him to work on, and hopefully they can get him back to the practice field this week. But that will wrap it up for the news. Now let's get into these waivers, man. I got to get you on some guys you need to target. So here we go. Through the wire. See, Mark's going to listen to the episode, and I didn't sing it this time, so he's good. But let's jump right into this. Because of the injuries, these two guys are going to be probably uh, top top waiver wire priorities. Devonta Booker and the Chiefs running back Darrell Williams. Both of these guys are going to be next up to uh, lead off for the 
their respective teams. Uh, Devontae Booker actually played pretty well. He had uh, 16 carries for 42 yards, another 16 through the air um, on four targets, and had two touchdowns. So they're going to be using him a lot, um, you know, as part of the running game for the Giants. Darrell Williams um, is five carries for 27 yards in that beatdown versus the Buffalo Bills. Neither are rostered on NFL.com leagues. They are widely available. If I had to choose between either one of them, I would probably lean towards Devonta Booker, um, especially if I needed him on if on a fantasy team that didn't have enough running backs for depth. Um, Booker would be my priority, especially since Kansas City can't really run the ball. You don't run the ball like that. Like, yeah, Clyde Edwards has had he's had two back to back 100 100 yard rushing games this season but overall Kansas City is not very effective running the ball which is kind of weird considering how bad their defense is <laughs> you might want to keep them off the field at the very least but you know um I would definitely pick Devonta Booker over Darrell Williams and go that route my next guy is Khalil Herbert now we talked about him a couple episodes ago uh, when David Montgomery went down uh, with his knee injury and Damian Williams took over, you know, he's going to be the starter, but the Chicago bears are going to lean on the run to help Justin Fields out. You know, somebody should tell Nick Sirianni that they need to do that for Jalen hurts, but that's besides the point. Khalil Herbert saw 18 carries for 75 yards. Damian Williams saw about 16 carries, but it looks like they're just going to be, I mean, Damian Williams is going to be the lead back, but Khalil Herbert is going to be involved in the offense. Um, So at the very least, he may have some flex potential you might want to exploit. Add him to your fantasy teams if you are in a deeper league or you definitely just need a a running back to help you out if you're dealing with injuries. Um, Like I, I mentioned earlier about David Njoku. Now, that game that the game that he had was just ridiculous. And Joku finished as the tight end two, just behind well, not just behind, but he finished behind Mark Andrews. Uh he had and Joku went seven for seven for 149 yards and a touchdown. Crazy, especially coming from him. He's you know, because he's kind of stuck behind Austin Hooper. They're sharing you know, they're sharing snaps at tight end. Uh, Hooper seeing about he saw 72 percent um, in week five to 64 percent for uh, David and Joku. But that kind of big playability, especially with the fact that they don't have or they're not using their wide receivers like Odell Beckham is like left out on alert in that game. All that all those points that they scored and Odell Beckham had like two two targets. So if they're going to keep getting in involved after this point. He should be worth a flyer on um, for an ad to your fantasy team. Just temper expectations because this is he's had like maybe one other good game this season. Um, I think it was in week one. So it's probably a good way to stash him to see if they're going to be consistent with him. Other than that, you know, just hold on to your horses. (laughs) That's all I can say. Now, this other one, Ricky Seals Jones. Washington uh, football team's tight end. Logan Thomas is on IR. 
He's going to be out for a couple weeks. That means Ricky Seals Jones is going to assume his role. And he was on the field in week five against the New Orleans Saints for 99% of the snaps. Five of eight for 41 yards. And he saw some red zone targets. So if you are in desperation for a tight end, because we all know the tight end position can be one of the most perplexing positions in fantasy. And I don't know how many times I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say it, but if you don't have none of the, one of the big three or big four or however you consider them, everybody else, it seems like a, a, a crapshoot. So Ricky Sillis Jones, um, I like that snap percentage. Um, if I need a tight end, I'm definitely going to try and add him um, and try and make some moves to grab a more solidified tight end for my fantasy teams. But Ricky Seals might get you, you know, through a couple of weeks until Logan Thomas comes back. Let's head over to wide receivers. You may need a wide receiver. This one might be worth an ad if you need him. Kadarius Tony. Now, he benefits from the fact that Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Kenny Galladay all are dealing with injuries. We don't know what their status is for the first two, uh, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton for week six. But at the very least, you got to add him. He saw 13 targets, 10 catches for 189 yards. He was the wide receiver four. He's probably about the wide receiver five. Crazy. He's got some moves. He's got some moves. He juked. He did catch uh, Trayvon Diggs on one route. It was nasty. (laughs) It was nasty. But if he's going to be at least your top two or three wide receiver, he's definitely going to be worth uh, adding to a fantasy team if you need him. Um, He's going to see a lot of volume. You know, the Giants are probably going to be trailing now more so than ever because they don't have Saquon Barkley uh, to run the ball as efficient. Well, he wasn't efficient, but, you know, you lose a weapon like that, they're going to force – I would, I would say defense is a should force to throw the ball, and that means there should be plenty of volume for Kadarius Tony to put some damage on. And in a similar situation, I'm on Raw St. Brown. We finally, if you've been a Brown, you know, believer, is that, that don't sound weird, Brown believer, but whatever. All of the Lions wide receivers are hurt. Quintez Cephas is possibly out for the season after going down with a collarbone injury. They don't have any other weapons. Terrell Williams has been floating around in injury reserve purgatory, it feels like, since the season started. So Amon Ra is one of the only wide receivers that are still there on the team. He played 69% of the snaps um, in week five, seven of eight for 65 yards against the Vikings. He's basically the last man standing. They got to throw the ball to somebody. And if they're not going to throw the ball to Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift is the only other wide receiver, not wide receiver, the only receiving threat for the Lions outside of Hawk. And that's it. So (laughs) there's a potential vacuum for volume for Amon Ra. I mean, at, at worst, he's a flex. So he's one of the targets that you should be looking at. For week six. Now, we got the waivers out of the way. Let me give you some guys that I'm going to be chucking to the waiver wire. Because I'm tired of these dudes. They got to go. They got to go. 
So y'all can bounce out of my fantasy teams. Let's get into it. All right, so I got to go with this guy, man. And it's, it pains me that he has to make this list because I really was hoping that he was going to do some damage. And that's 49ers running back Trey Sermon. And now I, I kind of feel like I have to walk back some things that I said because I really I firmly believe that Sermon was going to get a shot with Elijah uh, Mitchell to do work with the 49ers. We know they like to do the whole, you know, running back by committee, but it was those two guys. But for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan does not trust him. And now with Jeff Wilson looming to return from IR. And initially I did say I was not concerned about Jeff Wilson at all. Like Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon. Those were the new guys coming in. Those are the new blood. That was coming into the 49ers backfield. They were going to run it, you know, and when Raheem Mostert went down, I'm like, bet this is a lock. Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon. That's what I thought it was going to be. But it's not it's not coming. It's not coming to pass. Sermon had one carry in week five, just one. And he's had one good game. Up until this point, uh, and it was against uh, Seattle. That was it. Elijah Mitchell's been out for at least two games, and he's only had one good game. For whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan does not trust him. And if he can't trust him, then I can't trust him for my fantasy team. So Trey Sermon, you get the deuces. And since we're on the 49ers, he wasn't, I didn't put him on my list, but Brandon Ayuk. You can go to you can you can go with Trey Sermon on the way out the door. Ayuk is not getting any love whatsoever. I don't know what he did to piss off Kyle Shanahan, but Shanahan is not giving him any targets, not giving him any work. It's we're going into week six now. I can't have you taking up a spot on my on my bench anymore. I thought you were going to turn it around. I thought they were going to get you involved in the offense. George Kittle goes down on IR, and they still don't throw you the ball. So, look, if he blows up after that, I'm cool. You can go try and put him in your your lineups or on your bench and and let him take up a spot over there. Y'all can do that. My next guy, Marvin Jones, Jacksonville. I gave you two games. DJ Chark went out for the season. I gave you two games. I put you in my lineup this week. You did diddly. (laughs) You did squat. There should be targets there. Who were they throwing to in Jacksonville? Who? LaVishka? Yeah, that's one. Dan Arnold? Okay. You you know, he had a solid game last, I think, uh, week five. But come on. You're supposed to be the focal point in that offense. You're supposed to be the trusted guy for Trevor Lawrence. Five targets, that's it? You didn't even crack 50 yards. I, I Nah, I can't risk it. I, 
I don't I need consistency. And you 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 flu- you fluctuate waiting too much for me. So Marvin Jones hit the bricks. And this next one, this next one hurts. Darnell Mooney. Mooney, no. Darnell Mooney was going to be one of the best sleepers because you see the potential. And it has nothing to do with Darnell Mooney's uh, his playing ability. Nothing whatsoever. He has the talent. He's good. The problem is, is what Chicago Bears fans have been griping about. The play calling. As long as Matt Nagy's in control, it doesn't matter. They're not going to throw the ball like that with Justin Fields in there. I, I, they're they're calling a very conservative offense. They're running the ball, but they're not letting Justin Fields run the ball too. So if you're not running the ball, you're not throwing a lot. Mooney is just a guy who's running up and down the field for no reason. And I feel bad because that that upside is there. I mean, we saw it the first game, the first game uh, Justin Fields took over against Detroit. I believe he had 120 yards or something like that. But you saw the potential. But they're not going to call a game where they're where they're asking Justin Fields to throw the ball a ton. I can't risk it, man. You taking up space on my bench. I got to go get somebody else. But I I drafted him late and like almost. And if if not all of my leagues, most of them. Mooney got to go. This one. Now, this is a kick in the ads because <laughs> I was high. I was I was high on this guy. Cameron Brait. The moment Rob Gronkowski went down. I'm like, Cameron Brait is going to be the guy to fill in for Rob Gronkowski. He's finally going to get his time to shine after being buried on the depth chart after not getting any targets with OJ Howard when he was the the top dog at tight end. And he got diddly. Six targets against the Patriots, 20-something yards, meh. And then he got nothing in week five. I'm like, oh. Cameron Bray got to go. It's not going to be long for Rob Gronkowski to come back. He's going to be coming back sooner rather than later. And, you know, you got the short week with uh, the Eagles coming up on the next uh, Thursday night football. But outside of that, Rob Gronkowski has been out for, what, two, three games now? He'll have, he'll have been out for two or three games. He's going to come back. He may have to deal with some pain um, dealing with those ribs, but he's going to come back. And then Tom Brady's going to start throwing him the ball again. But he, there's other guys that I can get. Like I, we mentioned, too, in this episode, Ricky Seals-Jones. Shoot, Dan Arnold getting more work than, than Cameron Bray. It was nice while it lasted, but you got to go. And this one, this one really hurts. Justin Fields. I talked up Justin Fields this whole offseason. Because I knew that he had the talent. But just like Darnell Mooney, the play calling is not there for him to succeed. It's not. 
Matt Nagy's calling the shots. It's not there. And he's not producing for fantasy. He's getting the W's for the Chicago Bears, and that's great. He's the quarterback of the future. But Matt Nagy is not the guy to be calling plays. He's not. And he's hurting the Bears offense all over the place. Allen Robinson, the only reason you're holding on to Allen Robinson is the hope that they they start doing something with him. Anything at this point. Allen Robinson has not been startable all season. You're holding on to him to either package him with a, another player to get an upgrade or he's he's sitting there collecting mothballs on your bench. You can't play Allen Robinson. The targets aren't there. If anything, that was the safest bet with Andy Dalton um, being on the team. And even Andy Dalton can't get him the ball. So Justin Fields, man, it it sucks. I You had a perfect opportunity to do some real damage for fantasy and for the NFL football. And because your coach is a weirdo, you're not going to be able to do anything. Now, if I'm wrong later on in the season and for whatever reason they start clicking or Matt, uh, Bill Lazor takes over for the offense and starts calling plays and Justin Fields takes off, I will eat that. I do not care. But right now, you can't put Justin Fields in your lineup. And there's other guys that are going to be putting up you know, any any kind of fantasy production, even as a QB2 or a backup for a bye week. You can't even put, you can't even stream Justin Fields right now. That's way too risky. So Justin Fields, I'm sorry, bro. I got to let you go. Shoot, I already cut him and I cut him last week. <laughs> but I'm getting him off my teams. I'm getting him off the rest of my teams, man. I there's nothing I can do about that. But those are my guys that I'm dropping from my fantasy teams. Let me know what you think. And this is all redraft, you know, just in case you didn't know. Um, I wouldn't drop them for a dynasty or anything like that. But, like, these are all for redraft. So they got to go. I got to make way for some guys that are actually getting some love from their coaches and putting up some fantasy points. But that will wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys for checking us out. And make sure to head over to thefantasytwinest.com. Check out our articles. We got more stuff coming this week to help you get prepared and make sure, like I said in the beginning, hit the subscribe button. Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Stitcher. You know, we, we're everywhere. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and leave us uh, some ratings on uh Apple podcast, you know, get, we got a couple, uh, we have, we're a five-star podcast, believe it or not. I know you're like, where y'all come from? Yeah, man, we got five stars. They look, they like us a little bit. <laughs> five-star podcast. Let's keep it that way. But that'll be it. We're going to wrap this up, this baby up. You guys be safe. And we will talk to you later on in our second episode of the week. So we will talk to you then until then you guys be safe. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.